Six o'clock in a parking lot, and the sun comes down like a wave on the water. On the water, tie coming in, coasting through life like a wave on the water. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jen and Hijamis with me, Marvin Schneider, and the very talented Jen Ward. Hi, Marvin. Hey, Jen. Dashen, Giants fan. Love your gear. Love your work. Do you get any um, American football over there? Um, I'm sure there are cable TV channels that will feature American football, but that's about it. Um, so, but you're not into like buying cable TV, so. I haven't. I've never, never had cable TV. I know. I'm wondering how receptive you would be to getting that so I won't get homesick for that. Sure, bubs. <laughs> yeah, you heard it, people. Yay. Yep, I'm on the hook. Did, did you tell what my favorite TV show is? Is um, Married at, Married at First Sight Australian? Australian and it was like, yeah. And that's so, so funny. Do you reckon the listener will know the premise of that reality TV show? Oh, come on. It's it's classic. Married at first sight. It's like you you don't know this people. And um yeah, it's it's just it's just the best television there is. I think it's but, um mm. You you kinda ruined it for me because I know it's not real. I know it, but then <laughs> you know, I, so and you just had a point blank say, you know it's not real and it's like, okay, so it's kinda like admitting, you know, about the Easter bunny or whatever. Okay, okay, it's not real. Got it. Um, it's pretty trashy and the interesting yeah. thing is that it is it really is a window into, you know, the human experience. But anyway. Well, your your version of it is a little bit more um, nasty than the American one is, but that's probably why oh. it was so juicy. So, but, um, right. yeah. Anyways. So you think the majority of the listeners will know what we're talking about? I don't know if they will or not, but um, some of them will, because some people think that you can't be spiritual and listen to and watch reality TV, or you can't be spiritual and do this. I think it's it's all part of the human experience, and so I think it's important to like not try to be pious or like, oh, I can't do that because I'm spiritual. I know what I can do energetically. I don't have to prove myself to any group or whatever. I don't have to abstain from reality TV just because you know it might not well, be. I don't think anyone's judging you from liking the show. No, it's not that. It's not me. Um, I don't think anybody judges me at all on what I do because I back up what I can do in energy. But I think people judge themselves that they can't watch reality shows and be considered spiritual or whatever. I don't, I don't give a rat's behind, you know that. I just like what I like. But it's, it's given the people out there permission to enjoy what they enjoy and stop guilting themselves. So that's really important, don't you think? I think so. Thank you. Yep. You have a um, furry friend that you've got a bit of a story <laughs> about. Oh, 
that's so before I had Buster Birdie and the five cats, I Actually, had. Um, so while, while you do that, let me just let's, let's quickly just change the angle of the camera. It's a bit, mm -hmm. bit odd. Okay. Okay. So before before I had the dogs and and the cats, and I had that dog run the catio, yeah. I would feed the animals. I mean, I was feeding deer, skunks, gophers, foxes, raccoons, chipmunks, squirrels, birds. Hawks. I was feeding them all, and it was like pretty expensive. I mean, it's, it was crazy, and so I abstained all at once when I got the dogs. But now, like, I I don't have any of the dogs, and I'm waiting to come to you, and I get kind of lonely and stuff. So I just started putting out the bird seed because the birds started to come to like ask me for it, and they're right at the patio. And one of my favorite guys, like five years ago, was this this big chunky gopher. And he was like, come over, and I, I would give him the carrots. And he would sit there, like, and he would dance in his little body, eating, so happy dance. It was really cute, just like the, the puppet on the Caddyshack movie, the puppet gopher. And he would actually dance like that. And I would give him watermelon, and he'd have a little square of watermelon, and he'd be chewing it, and he'd be, like, dancing like that. Well, just a couple weeks ago, the baby gophers came out, and they were so cute. They were like little babies. And um, so I put out a carrot, and and this 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 generation of gophers is a lot more demanding than his, his great 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 grandfather because this one comes and demands more. I I got shot up to sleep awake this morning to a gopher. He's like outside the windows. He said, "Um, carrots, please." So I I put out the carrots. Demanding little bugger. Yeah, he's like, and then then. He'll eat the three carrots, and then it's like he'll, like, knock on the window. He puts his face up in the window, like, are there any more in there? Come on, I'm not done, right? But he got so big. He's got back fat now and stuff. And right. I'm hoping it's a pregnant mama and stuff because, I don't know, his habit of, like, six carrots a day is kind of like <laughs> doing the mince kind of. He's really, he looks like he's ready to hibernate, and it's not even summer yet. Right. Yeah, so... This poor little but dude, when I move away, he's not going to get his carrot fixed anymore, so I don't know what to do about that. See, there's always something to feel bad about. It's like, I'm feeling bad now because in the future I won't be able to keep this up for him. Yeah. Anyway. You'll find another means, Bob. Did I put out, did I tell them about when I put out the cauliflower? Because I ran out of carrots, and he like picked so. it up. Oh, like, right, right, right. Yeah, I, he picked one. it up like this, like, what is this crap? And he like <laughs> tossed it away, and just like, yeah, exactly. And then he came over to the window. He looked in, and it's like, yo, yo, this ain't gonna work, dude. <laughs> Give me my carrots. And then he went back to the cauliflower, tried it again, and he goes, no, I'm trying to work with you, but this sucks. Like, and so. <laughs> that is so funny. Very cute. It's so fun when you can communicate with all life because, and it's just a matter of listening. Um, me and Therese were out back and, and there was a fly and this fly landed on me and I'm just talking to this little fly. It was different looking. It, would, it like had golden wings and stuff. And then he bit me. So it was like a, um, one of those black flies apparently and he bit me. And so I go, no. I go, that's lousy. Here, I'm being nice to you, and you bite me? Get away from me. And then he goes over to Therese, and he's, like, going around her, ready to, like, land on her. And I go, 
don't, and she's like going to like be nice to him because I did. I go, don't be nice to him. He's a biter. And <laughs> I just said that. And he got ashamed and everything. And he just flew off and he didn't try anymore. And so I hurt his feelings. Amazing how you do that. I know, I don't want to, but. You know, when we are traveling in the outback and recording Jen and Ajami's in the outback, there's going to be a lot of flies. So are you going to befriend all of the flies? No, 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 no. I'm going to like do what you have to do is desensitize to them. And, and actually, I'm not sure we are going to have a lot of flies. Because well, look, the, okay, go ahead. Because energetically, I can like create this force field where the flies won't um, change our energy or change whatever. So... Let me do that and don't assume that we're going to be covered in flies because, yeah. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Because if that happens, that would be just absolutely tangible evidence of the power of the work. Not that you need any more evidence, but there's... Is that what you need is me to be able to ward off flies for you to believe in what we do here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's pretty scary. <laughs> not at all. But there's a lot of... YouTube channels where you know people are traveling in the outback in their four wheel drives and they just complain about the flies, you know, because there's a lot. But here's so, yeah, here's the thing. I see these things where people say, "Oh, I got these bees, and um, I'm gonna have. I don't want to, but I'm gonna have to like exterminate them or whatever." Mm -hmm. And it's like they're bee life, and I go, "Well, did you ever try just talking to them first? send a message to them through your mind saying like you can't be here you'll have to like you'll be killed because it's dangerous for you to be here it's not safe yeah. and just tell them and and um people should try that before they go and they um, think of themselves as a victim of it i mean how can you be victimized with something you haven't even communicated with so right so you heard it, it here has, first folks well, no, it has worked. I've, I've used that. I've sent that to people on social media and Facebook, and, and they have used it, and it, it did work for them. So. so many good bits of advice. Thank you. And I told the spiders in my house, I go, you got cousins over there in Oz, and they're dangerous to me. So you keep your cousins away from me, okay? Because I won't know the difference. We have redback spiders, uh, mm -hmm. which are quite venomous. And don't, you said don't look, you got to check in the toilet because they'll go in the parties. So particularly when we're traveling in the outback and if you ever use a, we call it a drop toilet, so it's not a uh, sewered system, because obviously in the middle of nowhere, where's it going to be sewered to? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, Redback spiders have a bit of a habit of sort of sitting under the toilets <laughs> of these drop toilets. <laughs> it can be a good idea to lift it up and have a have a look before you so, <laughs> take so, a seat. Since there's nobody around, can't you just like make your own little drop toilet hole somewhere and just? Well, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm. But sometimes do. it's well, yeah, okay. Um, but sometimes it's just more convenient to go to the one that's already set up. So. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, and you told me I can't pick up snakes there, right? I wouldn't recommend it, Bubs, to be honest. Yeah. So, I mean, not every variety of snake species is venomous, but we do have some of the more venomous varieties. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't think we have the most venomous variety in the world, but we certainly, you know, they're certainly up there. Yeah, but when it comes to poisonous snakes, you don't need to have a competition. It's like anyone who's in the running, if you have poisonous snakes, you're in the running. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, so do you want to, like, get on to what we're going to talk about today? No, I, I want to say one more thing oh, before we do, if that's uh, okay. Sure. Just in the in the banter category. We're bantering. We're bantering. So one of the things that we're going to do uh, when Jen is here is, and as resources allow, we're going to set up a four-wheel drive and take Jen and the Jamis on the road in the outback, connect to nature and um, the land and the trees <clears throat> and the rivers and what else the birds and the fauna and the adepts and the adepts and um, it's going to be really fun to record jen and ajamis while we're on the road mm -hmm. and um, upload them let people have a real window into um, you know the sanctity of the land and the connection with the indigenous peoples. Yeah. Although I'm not sure that the indigenous peoples are going to allow us to video while we're, we'll, we'll, we'll have to check that one. Anyway, so that's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun. So, 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 you know, people who, um, there's lots of visionaries out there who can tap into me being over there. And I haven't told them anything about our plans and they can already see me connecting to the elders and being respected amongst the elders and, um, because what I do in energy, that's what indigenous people are, are doing. That's what we're training the listeners to do is go back to those roots of connecting in energy to nature, to, 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 you know, to the primal spirits that are just like screaming to be reconnected with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if I've told, we've told the listeners, I think we might've mentioned this on the previous one, I can't remember, but um, so currently this week uh, is uh, a thing called NADOC week, which is a week in Oz where we are celebrating indigenous culture mm -hmm. and art and various other things, um, indigenous life. And just out of synchronicity, I went to, because um, I'm sort of setting up our new place, I went to a homewares store, it's a pretty upmarket homewares store. And I was just browsing around and I knew that I needed a coffee cup because, you know, it's just one of the things that I didn't have. And this is what I found, people. This coffee cup here. He loves that cup so much. I love this cup. This is going to be my go-to cup. Actually, let me just keep holding it. Well, I'm going to hold it here. Just so, yeah. This is um, the artwork is done by a, an indigenous lady by the name of Melanie Harver. And uh, Google her. Um, she's doing some really amazing work. And so just the synchronicity um, of this being NADOC week and you've been talking about the elders and then I'm going into a homewares store and they just happened to be featuring uh, Melanie Harvard's work. Um, so, yeah. So maybe we could, maybe could we put a link of her work on, and so people could, can they buy it, one of the, those cups online? I'm fairly certain that you can buy from her website online. So that would be actually nice. That would be a, a beginning of what we're doing energetically is like nurturing the indigenous cr 
creativity and the renaissance of this this earth art and this earth creation so that would be wonderful if people were going to um yeah. and and you could even tell her that genuine healing sent you okay i'll definitely reach out to her um i did have a look at her website oh this morning my time uh just to read about her backstory because i was fascinated by it and um, I'm fairly certain that she does have an online um, store, mm -hmm. and I'm pretty certain that they'll probably ship overseas. So, mm -hmm. yeah, anyone that is interested in that. And then this particular design is obviously featuring the sea, mm -hmm. sea creatures. They have one that I liked, uh, and um, I liked one of the water turtles because I love, I don't yeah. know, did you know how much I love turtles? <laughs> I think we've had one a conversation about that in the past. Uh, yeah. I almost risked, I risked my life for turtles one day, one time, but wow. that's for another day. Another day, another time. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you want to move on to the spiritual topic? Yeah. So, um, so we're going to talk about hands-on healing, because before I did this over the phone thing, I was started out as a massage therapist. But I was also, look at I'm not shaking now anymore. And what's changed? Yay. What's changed? The only thing is the outflow of doing this. So it, all the energy got to get dumped out. What's going to be interesting it, is so whether. It's um, important for us to. Yeah. yeah. What's going to be interesting is when we finish recording this, uh, whether you can, whether, whether or not it comes back. Well, it feels really way. calm inside for the first time today. So. Maybe that's our motivation for keeping these up is to keep me calm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, so right. so you, you know how there's faith healers? Yeah. Faith healers, so in my book, faith healers are someone who learned how to like move energy out. Because I know how to, like, I've went through the whole thing of um, moving energy out, like intentionally pulling it out of the body, experiencing where it is, pulling it out intentionally and, and ascribing that to the parasympathetic nervous system because so it becomes automatic. So my sense is a faith healer is just someone who does it from a past life who just doesn't isn't even in touch with the process anymore and it just happens for them. That's why it's still based on physiology but they have lost connection and how the physiology works. So what what I do when I do hands on healing, like um so I think when I'm, I'm there, if people are interested, I'll have to charge a lot of money because they're like, you think it's too much money? Maybe I don't know that people. I don't, no, I don't. I don't because you're describing is as so. Keep, okay. Keep so what I do is 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 a hands-on healing, is like I put the person on the table, and I use yeah. any mod. I I could pick up modalities of like like massage and touch and stuff that other people would like train for like years to know. I just know it. I just innately know how to do it. And so, so in a hands-on healing, I can, t I can do all these different forms of touch. Like there's, there's different kinds and I can go through a couple of them, like cranial sacral massage, um, a fellow by John Upledger. Um, he discovered that 
because he was a surgeon and he was meant to assist in the surgery when he was really young and the and as his job he was supposed to hold down the nervous system as he as a surgeon he had the guy cut open and it repelled from him and he was trying to like grab it and it kept repelling from him so but that was his aha moment in it because what the cranial sacral massage does is it puts your hand up against the nervous system on both sides of the body through the head like if I was doing darshan see darshan I would hold his hand like this and cup them like this and hold it just hold it there for like 20 minutes or so and what happens is you can feel the energy moving look at he likes this you can feel the energy no, he does moving through the head and it feels like a little I, I describe it as a little roulette wheel going like an infinity, infinity symbol. And what you can do yeah. is you can keep it, keep feeling it go back and forth between your hands. Because what you're doing is you're creating a hydraulic pump of the spinal fluid and it's going into the brain sac. And then it'll stop and then you won't feel it. And then you'll feel this brain sac just expand in your hands. It'll be like a balloon is blowing up in your hands. And you can feel like you're you're taking pressure off the brain that way, so it can help with a lot of things. It can even help. Um, the like, there's some studies that say that autism is like the the casing on the brain is too tight, and that's why there's an oversensitive oversensitive. So people who are oversensitive in that way can like get the cranial sacral massage, and then they can just expand that that um brain the the sack around the brain and then they can get some relief really quickly that way so um did you notice i, I don't know if you noticed this but as you were describing you know the infinity loop did you see me in my head but there's other ones like there's um there's acupressure points, like in Chinese medicine, there's meridian points, which are energy points that, that um, go through the body. And a lot of them start at the corner of the eye or the head or the mouth, and they run down the body through the hands. And then there's a connective point near the thumbs or, um, and then, or then they run through to the bottom of the feet. He's got his shoes on and stuff, but um, they go like to the side of a toe and you can run through them and and um what you can do is you can clear out the energy in those so i want to i haven't been in touch with my my hands-on healing work in so long because like because you're doing remote yeah and, and to be honest with you here in rochester i can't quantify like having someone come over and, and charging them less for that then it's exhausting for me to do this because sometimes it takes like an over an hour and stuff and I'm like it's all these modalities at once so I'm using mm -hmm. I'm using my my knowledge of all these modalities at once it's like going to like going to one of these places experts would be and I'm I don't consider myself an expert but I do I'm an expert at what I do right because so mm -hmm. um so it's like getting your needs met all in one spot so you don't have to like well maybe cranial sacral isn't for you okay so maybe um um the trigger point you know there's trigger points that are like tense and stuff that 
And then, yeah. so I discovered this thing when I was in massage therapy school that, here, let, let me lay you down. So I would take the client and I would run my fingers at the beginning point, say, I forget what it is, the liver starts at the corner of the eye. And I would run my hand down that channel and I would go to like the side of the thumb where one point is like that. And you could feel that the energy was, was stopped up, right? So I would hold both ends of those meridian points until you could feel the energy flow and release through all those. And you can actually wow. feel it, and then they get a release through their whole system. Okay, so here's a question. Um, if people knew the technique, could anyone release the energy, or do you need to be of a high vibratory rate in, in perceiving energy? The the people who, who, who are watching this, the people who are like in tune to energy, who can feel energy in the body, that's all they have to know, yeah. know. And even if they don't know, they'll get a sense of it through working it. No, I think I can train anyone to do these things that I've, you know, done. Another, another. This is so exciting to me because I have a passion for this, and I haven't talked about hands-on stuff right. in a while. So say that you know that one of your chakras is weak, right? So say you have a throat chakra, your throat chakra up here, and your heart chakra. Say that you feel that the energy is strong in your heart chakra, but it's not getting to the throat chakra. So what you do is you hold your hand on both of those chakras, right? And what will happen as you do that is the heart chakra, the stronger chakra, will feed energy up to the throat chakra. And then you, when you can feel them... First of all, they won't. The throat chakra won't be pulsing, but then you wait, you wait, and then you'll feel that the throat chakra starts to pulse, and then you don't let up then until they're pulsing in sync with each other. Um, wow! And you can feel yeah. the pulsing. Yeah. 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 And and so that's another form of energy work. And so when when I'm going to do a client, I'll put them down and. And it's intuitively knowing what they need. And so yeah. what's really interesting is say the client's laying down like this. Thank you for helping me like this. There's another form of massage. Here, let me turn you this way because I need to. And it's called zero balancing massage. And this one's really powerful. And what this does is relax. relax. So what it does is like um, when your body is laying there, you, the energy of your body gets it's um, used to flowing in a way that's not going through the bones and stuff. It's, it's going like over the bones or whatever. So what you do is you create a fulcrum with your fingertips, like right here in the back maybe. And what you do is you create a crease in the body that wasn't there before. And it forces the energy to go and flow into the areas that it wasn't. And it's like immediate like kind of a shift in people. And it's like... You can just feel the whole body relax and unfurl sometimes. It's really powerful. Wow. So all of these hands-on healing massage mm -hmm. techniques are all designed to flow energy in areas that they're yes. deprived of. Yes, and there's a couple more. Okay, so, so there's another form of hands-on massage. And by the way, if... If you haven't heard of these, like when people hear of massage, they hear of Swedish. And Swedish is like a form of like yeah. 
up, um, there's, there's basically three strokes in Swedish. So what you're basically doing is you're, you're relaxing the body, and then you're just you're moving away from the heart, and you're pushing the fluids away from the heart into the extremities so they can release. So you have long strokes, that's one. And then the, you have this stroke called the petrosage. And what you're doing is you're doing this like you're, you're milking the muscles and getting all the lactic acid out. And then you, then you flush it out like that. And then you work the tissue. And then there's deep tissue work where your body has like four layers of muscles. And so you warm the muscles, right, with, with all that. And then you go deeper. And then you actually work the inner muscles and stuff. And so um, you can really create different um, structural shifts. Like people who have sciatic, I don't know why sciatic nerve is such an issue. Because when I was in massage school, anyone who had sciatic nerve issues, I was called the piriformis queen. And the piriformis is a butt muscle, right? So I would just go in. Okay. I didn't know that. So That's if someone has sciatic Say the Darshan has sciatic. You go right into the piriformis muscle, and it's really tender. And you go in and you stretch that muscle out. And you work it like, first you warm it, and then you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then you stretch it out. And it may hurt because the nerve is like being stretched by the connective tissue. So what you're doing is you're um, stretching out the connective tissue that's, that's impinging the nerves, right? So if people are like really tight and if their knees are crookedy and stuff, lots of times um, they need connect they need their connective tissue loosened. It's like the cellophane that's wrapped around the muscle bellies and it's around the bones and stuff. It's like imagine that the the body is muscles um, saran wrapped to the bone. So that's what the connective tissue is like in my like abbreviated version of it. So that saran wrap gets really tight. So what you do is you go in and you go down and you stretch it out like by doing deep tissue. And what it does is it stretches out that saran wrap so there's more room to move. So if you're like, if you're, you're, you're tight and have trouble walking and stuff, so lots of times, like these knee replacements, some people don't need the knee replacements because all they need to do is loosen the connective tissue because it's bone on bone. The connective tissue is too tight. So have massage done and make some space in there so the lubricant can can happen. They're not supposed to be touching those two bones in the knees or whatever or in the hips. So when you're doing deep tissue and muscle stretching, is that different to the other modalities, which is about creating energy flows between two Well, points? they're all energy work. I mean, the whole body is energy. So so what's really um, fascinating, like when I'm working on a body and I'm doing craniosacral work, it's like, oh, people think that this thing is solid. It's not. It's fluid energy. And I could, like, I could transform... Like with my intention, I could move the energy around in the head just with my intentions. And it's like, wow, this isn't even a physical thing. It's just like this this moving river of energy. Okay, so, so here's a question. If you can achieve the outcomes just through your intention, is there any 
additional benefit for having the, the physical, yeah. the hands-on. So, yeah, and, and so that's why I can do the long distance because I have the belief system. I know I can move the energy without having to touch. So I can even, you know, I did that once yeah. to you. Like I, I moved around your body, touching your body. And it yeah, is, that's true. Remember, remember that was... That one. I know, and I knew stuff about your body, remember? I knew where you were tight and everything in your body and stuff. But but then I get overzealous and you got wore out because it's really tiring and stuff. Uh, yeah, so... It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, wait till I get my hands on you in person. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the reason the hands-on is good is for the facilitator and the... The, the receiver to build up their belief system of understanding of what's possible. So lots of people won't believe that they can do that. Um, so so um, so it, the hands-on just yeah. is a, a, a good way of like training themselves what's possible. Interesting. So a lot of people will get direct relief from the work, but you're also saying that part of the benefit received in at least having it done through you is that you're also training them to get in touch with Absolutely. their own energy systems, believe in it and, and do it for themselves. And so, and, and um, the intention, you were saying you'll, you'll have to charge a lot for it and, and I get it. And so if I can just sort of quickly sort of plug the, the value proposition. So in the one hour or one and a half hours time you are creating fundamental life altering that's the whole shifts, point right? and um and so and so then the question is you know what's that worth to right. you right and so and and then when you think of it like that you go well you know um I, you know think of it as an investment in your own um, well upliftment yeah so anyway that's my sort of plug on so the, on the not only are they going to be a receiver but they're going to be learning because they're going to learn how to do this and if they want to, yep. and the thing is, is I don't, to be honest, I don't know of anybody who does that like that. I've I've never met someone that I could go to who yep. does all this at once. There's and wait, there's more. Have you ever seen those commercials where they say and wait, there's more? Yeah, yeah. The 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 cool thing about what I can do is the tapping on the body. Like I can go around the body and I can, I can read the oh you got a tight spot in that neck right there. And what I can do is I can put my hand on that and I can release the past life trauma, tell them what it is, lead them through that yeah. they'll cry and everything, yeah. experience it, and they'll watch that muscle actually melt underneath my fingers. And it'll be a fundamental shift that can happen. Yeah. Wow. This has been a information-packed episode, Jen. Um, I did not know that we were going to go this deep into this topic. Um, and so just just people listening to this and getting cues and clues is, uh, you know, as to what's possible is really isn't it, educational. Isn't it amazing? So I never much. even talk about this hands-on stuff at all because it's like the tapping so much. But this is no. really, it's really enjoyable and it's really a form of intimacy to like, have me work on you at that level. It, it, you know, it's like a trust, but yeah. yeah. And and the thing about the fee is like, like, is it's the amount that I can, 
it's the least amount that I can offer something at without like being cheating myself out of an exchange where it's going to leave me depleted because I can never do that anymore. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I think, I think the listener appreciates the idea that all the work that you do in energy is very, um, taxing on you. And, um, and so there does need to be and, an appropriate And I have change. paid my dues for um, years doing it like that, right? So. Yeah. Thank you so much. What an insightful, information-packed episode. Thank you, Bubsy. Thank you, Dashian. Thank you, listeners. Definitely share this one. If you haven't shared anyone any episode before share this one because man the whole world needs to know about this stuff so thank you listeners please share like subscribe uh, bye comment for bye for now to me, talk to me, talk to me.